beautiful souls. Welcome to the Awakening Hour, a podcast for spiritual beings navigating this human experience. I'm your host, Reverend Melissa Ketchum, also known as the Nomadic Minister. Come with me on this epic journey and let's get lit from within. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. I hope this finds you blessed beyond measure. April is Alcohol Awareness Month, so I thought that I would bring the topic to the forefront of my podcast. On today's episode, I wanted to share with you the last moment of my party girl days featuring Kiss. Yes, that's right. Kiss the rock band. Now that I am an enthusiastic, sober girl, a retired party girl, I wanted to share my experience for those who may be interested in the sober curious movement. Maybe you're doing dry January or skipping the booze for beautifully crafted mocktails. Whatever it is, I want to share vulnerably and authentically how I got to this place of sobriety. And if this is something that you want in your life, have a listen to this podcast. I think it might be something that can assist you. I never thought that sobriety would actually be a part of my life. I grew up basically drinking with friends, going out on the weekends and partying hard, dancing on tables and swinging from chandeliers. Just kidding, not really. But essentially, drinking was so engraved in who I was for a very long time. I honestly never thought that I would be a sober person. It has truly been the most enriching part of my life. And I'm really excited to see this sobriety movement grow and expand. And I feel that it's all a part of this collective awakening that we're currently experiencing. I actually just heard about this company in New York that offers sober pop-up club experiences where they have a DJ, craft mocktails, and you get to get all dressed up just like you would if you were going to the club. I love that idea. And I really feel that when you're sober, life doesn't get boring. You aren't boring. It gets more enriching. And I hope this movement continues to keep picking up momentum so that people can be present in their lives with their families and with their loved ones. So what does this all have to do with awakening? Well, I believe people are cutting down on the booze Because as we evolve into these crystalline light bodies, we need to release density and come into higher vibrational states. And I believe when we consume substances of any kind, specifically alcohol, it can alter our vibration. But I feel that at this time, it is important to just be mindful of what it is that we are consuming. Even foods making sure that we are eating organic, whole foods, 
that are life-giving rather than life-draining. The last thing I want to do is bring shame into this conversation or judge anyone who does drink. I believe life is about moderation and not everyone needs to practice restriction. So you get to choose what aligns with you within this episode and what makes sense to you. I'm just going to simply offer my perspective and you can take what resonates and leave the rest. If you're looking to explore sobriety or stay sober, some of what I say may help you or it may not. I know many people who have benefited from support groups such as AA, and this honestly was not my experience, and that's okay. We all get to figure out what feels true to us, and just because someone finds something that feels true to them, it may not feel true to us. So always use your discernment and honor your free will choice in all that you do. Have you ever wondered why they call liquor spirits? Just a forewarning, this kind of creeped me out, but this is what has helped me stay sober for almost seven years. So we all have had that friend who has gotten completely intoxicated who turns into a completely different person. They black out, they don't remember what happened, but essentially they wreaked havoc on the experience. It's almost as if something took over their body. Well, we all know that alcohol is a depressant, right? So when we consume alcohol, it lowers our vibration and It lowers our vibration so much that our soul can no longer stand to occupy our body. So our soul needs to leave. And when our soul leaves our body, that's when you see those people who have those dilated eyes, their pupils are just massive, and it's like nobody's home, right? So... When the soul leaves the body, anything can enter into its place. I'm talking like entities, spirits, and not all of them have your best intention in mind. So when you're at such a low vibration, you're essentially inviting anything that is ready and willing to come into your essence. You're inviting them in. So that is why it is so important To not get to that place of intoxication. Because once we come back to, who's to say that spirit or entity has left our system? So that is what has kept me sober. I'm here to have pristine energy. I am here to be whole in my divinity. And I'm not letting anything interfere with that. And I feel so many people are on that path of awakening to knowing that they don't want any density. They don't want to take things on that are not theirs. So there is no shame in drinking in moderation. 
But when we allow ourselves to get to a place of blackout drunk, it can be dangerous for so many reasons. That's creepy AF, right? Well, I've definitely been there as a former party girl. I've blacked out more than once in my life. And I have vowed to never, ever, ever allow that to happen again. I've honestly been in that place where I've used substances that have given my power away. I used to numb my feelings and I used to numb just life in general. And when we don't feel, we have difficulty healing. So oftentimes substance abuse is only hurting ourselves. And we know that. We know that to be true. So now's the time. If you feel that you have been sabotaging your life, this is my message to you. There is more out there for you. There is a beautiful and enriching life that is waiting for you right now. It is available. Sure, it might take a little bit of discipline, a bit of focus, and definitely saying no to things that do not serve, things that do not contribute, things that drain you. It is time to say yes to that which is life-giving, that which is abundant and prosperous, that that is your highest and greatest, most expansive expression of you, your divinity, your holiness, your light. Because if I can do this, if I can become sober after probably 15 plus years of binge drinking, of numbing, of running away from my feelings, from suppressing my greatness, from hindering my talents from this world, if I can do this, so can you. I believe in you. Let me tell you a little bit about my story. On August 2nd, 2016, I experienced a wake-up call so intense that it shook me to my core. I immediately accepted the consequences of my decisions and repented on my mistakes. The only logical action moving forward was to promise myself that I would never, ever drink alcohol again. I have kept that promise to myself, and as I mentioned, this August, I will be seven years sober. It has been the most rewarding decision and investment in myself that I have ever made. Within this time, I feel that I have worked towards finally living the authentic life that I was created for. I wanted to share my story of evolution and the very moment that I said goodbye to drunken party girl Melissa. Before I get into the details regarding my sober awakening, I wanted to go back a few months prior. At this point in my life, 
I had become a professional at self-sabotaging every aspect of my experience, including my relationships with others. It was time for things to change, and I distinctly remember the moment where this all started to happen. The specific incident entailed a weekend-long marathon of day drinking, patio hopping, and living our best lives in downtown Mankato, Minnesota. Saturday night was drawing to a close, and my friends were nowhere in sight. I was standing alone, waiting in line for a cab. It was in that moment amongst the late-night drunken banter short miniskirts, and the smell of booze on everyone's breath that I found myself reflecting on my life. In that moment, all of the sudden, I felt this overwhelming sense of loneliness and regret. Surrounded by people, I had realized that I couldn't stand the person I had become and was trying to fill a substantial void with the very poison that had created it. I was running from myself and had neglected to nourish my emotional intelligence for over a decade. Looking back on this specific moment, I see it as a foreshadowing for what was to come. This was a seed that was planted within me, to get the ball rolling, to my sobriety, to the biggest wake-up call I have ever had in my life. The universe had finally had enough of my BS, so it plucked me from my life as I knew it and placed me on a completely different course of action. But before this pivotal, life-changing moment would occur, I had to experience the blood-spitting, fire-breathing, rock-and-roll fury of KISS. KISS's Freedom to Rock tour was at the Verizon Wireless Center, and a good friend invited me to tag along with him. The show was on a Monday night, and I was coming straight from a long day at work. Rather than have my friend pick me up, I decided it would be best to drive myself. I mean, how crazy could a Monday night get, right? Not even thinking twice, I drove my Chevy Malibu to the very depths of Mankato's Bermuda Triangle. I parked my car and then met my friend for dinner and pre-concert drinks. We rock and rolled all night as we continued to dance and drown ourselves in a sea of black leather, face paint, and excessive booze. I will admit now, this wasn't the worst way to celebrate the end of an era. After the show, we ended up going out to the bars, because hey, it was a Monday night, apparently. At this point, I vaguely remember calling the guy I was seeing to ask for a ride home. He didn't bite. So the night was ending and apparently I was getting antsy to go home. And this is where things get a little blurry. For some reason, I made the executive decision 
that I was sober enough to drive home. Although I don't remember getting into my vehicle, I do remember when I started to gain clarity. I was driving down Belgrade, only a few miles from home. I swear I saw a pair of headlights coming directly towards me. But I just remember watching my hand on my steering wheel as I completely swerved to the right It felt as if something was guiding me that way. I went completely off the road and onto the curb, where I was graciously stopped by a lamppost. I was in complete shock of what had just occurred. I opened the car door, and to my surprise, a man was frantically running towards me. He looked like he had just witnessed a train wreck, and in some sense he had. I remember just staring at him speechless. My car was completely totaled, yet I had miraculously made it out with no broken bones or bruises. Officers from the North Mankato Police Department showed up and performed the field sobriety test. It was very obvious that I was drinking. I was very fortunate to not have to spend the night in jail, but I did, however, have to call my parents to come pick me up. I'm really not sure which one was worse. My decision to drink and drive was a very expensive lesson learned and a life experience that brought me a great amount of shame. The thought that weighed on my heart the most was the possibility that I could have hurt myself, but most importantly, somebody else. As a part of the treatment process, They had us all sit in on a MAD panel, so Mothers Against Drunk Driving. And hearing the stories of these parents who had lost their children to drunk drivers was absolutely heart-wrenching. It was devastating. It broke me open. As I felt their loss, I mourned their loss, I allowed myself to really feel moved by that experience, to really let it sink in so that it wouldn't happen ever again, so that I would never be responsible for something like that. This experience impacted me so deeply, and I knew that this was a divine intervention from my angels, guides, and holy ones letting me know that this is not the path that I am destined for. It is time for me to step into alignment of my soul's true calling. And this truly felt like my last chance at turning my life around. I knew that it couldn't get worse than this. So I let that be the end of a drunken era and I have no intentions of going back. So if any of this story resonates with you, even the slightest, I wanted to invite you to just take inventory of where you are in your life. Maybe it's not necessarily drinking. Maybe it's a habit that you know is not serving you. What do you need to release now in this time of great change, transformation, and rebirth? 
What do you need to release so that you can call forth new expansive awarenesses and a brighter, brighter future? Because if I can make this massive change in my life, I know that you can too. If I can become sober, you can do anything. And I believe in you. And it is what you deserve. To live the most abundant and fulfilling life of your wildest dreams. You only have one precious life. So how do you intend to use it? Until next time, beautiful souls. Sending you all my love. I'd like to thank you from my whole heart for listening to today's episode. If you have any topics you'd like me to cover, any questions about this episode, or if you'd like to work with me personally, please send an email to melissa at gildedheartcoaching.com. I look forward to hearing from you. In the meantime, stay weird and wonderful, my friends.